This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or h-o-w-w dot a-s slash weekend. While you're there, please subscribe. There are links for iTunes, Android, and more. Hey, Brian. Hey, Wendy. How was your weekend? Good. Wait. How was your... What? Uh, <laughs> when was the last time we posted an episode? <laughs> How was your last three months? <laughs> it's been that long? I don't know. It's been a while. You know, I think we said after the last long break that we wouldn't have any more long breaks. <laughs> and life happens. And change occurs. And, you know, this is where we're at. But it, It's only been two but, months. It's been two months. Oh, oh, okay. So, yay. Okay. I was uh, way over guessing that. But, okay. So, how's your last two months been? <laughs> Crazy. I know. You've got lots of changes. I've had lots of changes. So, we can just catch up on what the heck's been going yeah, on, man. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, so, you yes. started a new job. I started a new job and guess what else? I mean, if we're going to like reminisce about old episodes, guess where I just got back from last weekend before this past well, one. Well, I know because you told me and I saw it on Facebook, <laughs> but uh, it was, was it the topic of what, our third or fourth episode? I think so. I think so. The World Pork Expo. The World Pork Expo. 2018, How baby. It went well. The nieces showed their pigs, but here here was the difference with this pork expo. Episode nine. Oh, episode nine, World Which Pork Expo. Posted a year ago today. No way, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's hilarious. So um they did good. Um, but my brother and his family have now officially moved just south of Des Moines, Iowa from Colorado. What's in so Iowa? Par- What's in Iowa? Uh lots of pigs, lots of corn. Lots of soybeans. And actually, Des Moines is a pretty happening little city in the middle of the Midwest. So they live in, oh, but this is what you're going to appreciate. Guess what town they live in? Riverside. No, they they live in Winterset where John Wayne is born and raised. That's awesome. And in Madison County where the covered bridges are that the story was about. That's cool. So I was thinking Riverside, Iowa, which is the place where Captain Kirk will be born. Oh, and well, twenty two, twenty eight. So in a what, uh, two hundred and ten years. <laughs> Dang! If I'd have known all that cool facts, then yeah, maybe it would have been better. But I was going with John Wayne and Bridges of Madison County. So they live in a pretty awesome little spot in the middle of Iowa. So. They did good, though. It was they showed their pigs, got some ribbons, did our normal go around the trade show, see the random things that are going on. And it was fun. It was hot, but it was fun. And after the show, I got to hang out at their new house and we like dolled up the hayloft because they got 18 acres and barns and all that kind of stuff. And we put a hammock and chairs up in the hayloft. And it's now their like little go to spot to hang out and have fun. And uh, just got them kind of settled in before I came back to Tennessee and started my, at that point, third week of my new job. Because I worked two weeks, went on vacation, and started it back. So they were really cool about that. But yes, I'm working um, in a new role for a really cool company, global company. And I get to be exposed to um, a lot of international uh, things that I wasn't in my previous jobs. So I get to work with Latin America and 
Canada and a bunch of folks. So I'm pretty excited about everything I'm going to learn with that. I'm jealous. But it's a different industry and that's what I wanted. So hopefully I keep trucking and don't disappoint and, you know, do a good job. Diversification. <laughs> Diversification. Yes, yes. The finance world is a lot different. Uh, it's a lot different and very similar. It just depends on what part you're talking about. That's All corporations tend to have their some similarities when it comes to operations. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, uh, you've had bigger changes. You've had more life change going on than me, though, sir. So, like, bring me up to date. You're a dad. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. So Even if you're a temporary dad. <laughs> so uh, we are fostering three wonderful girls. They're sisters. Um, so let me actually let me uh, see if I can go into some detail about how this came to be. Um, back in December, the kids were um, left with my father-in-law uh, by social services. They were taken from the home for a reason that I can't go into. And uh, my father-in-law, who I love, he's a wonderful man, and he was so, so good with the girls. But it's he's the last guy that I would have thought would have been great with kids, but he was amazing. Uh, my mm-hmm. father-in-law's crazy, but he's he's he's, he's awesome. I, I, I love, uh, fear, and respect him. But mm-hmm. uh, All the things he wants. <laughs> yeah, the, but uh, the baby, oh my God, the baby calls him Poppy, and she loves him so much. Aww. It's just so amazing. Uh, but so yeah. how how young is the baby? Uh, she like is twenty, infant, like truly an infant. Well, she was when she when they got her, she was a little over a year. Okay. So uh, I mean, she's right at twenty months now. Okay. Uh, so she is um, past the screaming and yelling in the middle of the night um, age, but on the verge of terrible twos. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, she, uh, my nephew Oliver, they're uh-huh. they're about the same age, uh, and he is. Way more whiny and crying and everything than than she is. She's also uh, her. She has a higher vocabulary, and uh, that's pretty normal for boys and girls, though, isn't it? Like girls mm-hmm. tend to be chat more chattery and vo- like vocal earlier. Um, I, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> so I'll say this. Uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but no, you're fine. A couple weekends ago, uh, you know, I have the uh, Amazon Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have them all through the house. Now I think we literally have one in every room except for Kim's bathroom where we have a <laughs> Google assistant. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the girls discovered that and they just started talking to her all the time to get her to play music and stuff. And Oliver, um, he, I don't know that he actually says anything. He can actually say a word other than like, no, or yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was just screaming at the echo, blathering, babbling nonsense and just getting so upset that she wasn't doing whatever he wanted her to do. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, okay. So, um, but the um, father-in-law and his, uh, and Kim's stepmom, uh, basically they uh, agreed to take the girls for a, a um, temporary uh, short-term time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't going to be uh, long-term care. It was just something that he agreed to. I mean, he's uh, almost 60. Mm-hmm. Kim's stepmom is only a few years older than Kim, but you know, um, <laughs> I know, uh, but, uh, they, they agreed, you know, that they were going to uh short term, 
And, you know, about a couple months in, uh, he and Kim started scheming. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, well, if um, these girls need to be kept longer, uh, Brian and I can keep them. Mm-hmm. So we worked with the social worker to uh, make that transition possible. And they're such awesome kids. Yeah. Uh, they are. Uh, so they've been disadvantaged, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and not obviously they were taken out of the home for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I've just been the the the, the teachers, uh, social workers, everybody that knew the kids before because this was actually the second time apparently they were taken out of the home so mm-hmm. everybody who was involved uh just they were amazed at how well the kids bounced back and um how like their entire worldview completely turned in the time that they were with uh my father-in-law so um but they're awesome kids they have a great attitude uh they are just so sweet especially the middle one is just as sweet as can be mm-hmm. uh so one is 20 months, one is six years, and one is seven years. They were born in the same calendar year. So they're like Irish twins, I think is the, oh, okay. the phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it's kind of funny. But <laughs> it's been a huge adjustment for yes. for us. Um, I was going to say, so what did, let's let's do this. What did you think it was going to be like? And then what was it, what is it really like now that they're there? Like when you were prepping, because you would post pictures of like getting the room ready and everything else, like that had to be such a big time of anticipation and you had some expectation in your brain what it was going to be like. So what part of that is true and what part of that is the thing you weren't maybe planning for? I don't want to disappoint you. It's actually just about like I expected. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I like that. Um, (laughs) But you're a pretty realistic person. I'm pretty realistic and I like to plan. Yes. Yes. Uh, So um, like I had friends who don't listen if i remember correctly so uh (laughs) they were like they have a couple of kids and uh they were helping us talk through this but for whatever reason the last time we had uh uh a meal together talking about this actually started laughing at us like how it's like oh this is going to be so much harder than you realize you know blah 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 you, you you know you're you're gonna fail at this blah 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 (gasps) oh they they, told you you were gonna fail they didn't say you were gonna fail uh, but it was like, it's going to be such a shock, you know? Uh, yeah. so at that point I vowed, no, I'm yeah. going to kick this thing's butt. Uh, so Sounds about right. <laughs> Kim has been, Kim has been amazing. Uh, yeah. Kim is way better at this than I am. Um, well, Kim's a mama bear at heart. She is a mama bear at heart. So, uh, I knew it was going to mean, um, most of my free time goes away. Yeah. And it's totally true. Even though they go to bed three hours, four hours before I do. Mm-hmm. Um, everything after at this point is still, uh, getting the house back into order. Oh yeah. And everything prepping for the next day, prepping all that for the next stuff. day. I mean, it's, everything is about the kids. Yeah. Which, uh, is a, is a big change. Yeah. And, um, I knew I was going to be tired, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much now I never got a lot of sleep to begin with, but no, my, qual- but my quality of sleep was excellent. Okay. So, like, if I was slept for four hours, a bomb could go off in my front yard and I would not wake up. <laughs> but now, if I hear something, I yeah. get, immediately get up. Yeah, my, you've got the parent gene. Yeah. You've got the parent gene. <laughs> my quality of sleep has plummeted. Uh, oh. Like, for for example, um, 2 o'clock Friday night, uh, the baby monitor, even though they're not babies, 
as the baby yeah. right now sleeps in our room uh, in a in a pack and play. Um, the baby monitor in the kids' room went off, and the middle kid um, she felt sick, and she got up and she threw up like right in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, immediately we went into parent mode. Kim started uh, ch- addressing her. Uh, we started looking for things that we needed to, uh, you know, like medicine, uh, thermometer. We found the thermometer, but we didn't find the medicine that we want. So I I drove to Walmart yeah. the, at two o'clock in the morning to um, to, get her, some to get her the meds. Uh, it's kind of sad because I first went to the Walmart neighborhood market, which is um, I think that was built since you moved. Oh, yeah. Like out on. Yeah. On Highway 3. Off yeah. Highway through that express. Yeah. So or whatever. Yeah. So I went there uh, two in the morning. Apparently it closes at midnight. So I had to drive all the way to the other uh. one. So mm-hmm. it took about 50 minutes uh, to get there, get the medicine stuff I needed, and to come back. And we, we gave her that. So she slept on the love seat, and I ended up sleeping on the couch uh, with Buddy. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I I mean, I got like four hours sleep, but it was not a good quality four hours sleep. Yeah, because every little thing, like every little thing you just, you hear, or every little movement, you're like, what? What? Everything okay? I wake up all the time and all throughout the night. Like, I went to bed early last night. I got up, I went to bed by 11, Uh and I got up, like, at 6.30. Uh Uh, But I only slept, like, three and a half, four hours. Yeah, because you just, like, every once in a while, you just wake up and you're like, oh, did I hear something? Oh, are they okay? The first week, I was constantly tired. I've kind of adjusted to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I haven't adjusted to is just finding like all my free time where before, like when it was just the two of us, you know, I'm a solitary person. So I would come to my office and sit down in front of my computer and I would be here all evening. Yeah. Um. Uh, now I don't, there are days I don't even get to my office. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird. Um, but that's okay. That's our, that could be a good thing a little bit. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So, so what's uh, the what's your like top three favorite things that have happened since they've been in your life? Um, so good. Besides qu- the echo thing, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, so one, the top, the top was uh-huh. that the how easily they transitioned because I know that if I had moved, you know, at at six years old or seven years old to uh, an entirely different city with people mm-hmm. that I hardly knew that mm-hmm. I would, um, I just couldn't, couldn't transition, but mm-hmm. they transitioned so effortlessly and they were so happy to be here and mm-hmm. to have their own bedroom where mm-hmm. at my father-in-law's, they had a bedroom that they slept in, but it was, was, uh, you know, like a guest room that was made up for guests, not necessarily for them. It was the it was my mother in law's son's room, and he just moved out. Mm, so okay. uh, this room where you made it like a true girls' room with girls' toys, girls' and toys, all that furniture, cool uh, flowers, picture uh, like stuff on the wall, girly stuff, girly stuff. <laughs> uh, their own their own beds that were bought just for them. Um, yeah. a bed for the baby. Um. Yeah, so we went out of our way as much as possible to make it very uh, livable for them. So they were – that transition was easy. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, how – I'll be honest. I always, So I always – if I had kids, I always wanted girls. Uh-huh. 
Uh, really? So, why? Why is that? Do you think? Um, I think it comes down to a couple of things. One, um, growing up, my nephews were all my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my siblings were all much older than so I. Much older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when the second wave of uh, kids started coming, they were all girls. So mm-hmm. like when I was late teen, um, my nieces, I just had a much more um, paternal uh, kind of relationship with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Where with my nephews, they were almost like cousins. In, in, yeah. In, in some, and in some ways, uh, like brothers almost too. In some ways, competition. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, where it was much more paternal with uh, with with the nieces, and with um, you know, as I aged into my uh, late twenties and mid thirties, uh, all of my friends started having kids, and almost all of them had girls. <laughs> almost every single one mm-hmm. um of all my close friends M- mark finally had a boy yeah that's true i didn't uh, even think about that jude uh but that was you know only in the last few years um, two, yeah two years i guess yeah. so yeah and like kim's first cousin who we when kim and i first got married um we spent a tremendous amount of time around his kids they were all girls I mean, at one point, uh, we were we were probably other than the parents and grandparents, we were the people that they were around the most. Hardly yeah. ever see them anymore, which makes me sad. But I mean, at one point, we were on. We probably still are, like on their will. Who would actually? We would actually get those girls guardianship. Yeah, yeah we'd get guardianship if uh, something okay. happened. So like, I've just always been around. Girls. Just comfortable, yeah. Like you've been around them, and now you're you're comfortable with them. And I'm honestly probably more comfortable around women than I am most dudes. Probably, so. yeah. I would say that's fair. I have a we ton all, of female friends. You know, how, you know how, yeah, you, you you know how to deal with us goofy gals. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it was just like k- girls are sweeter uh, <laughs> than boys, generally speaking. Now, now, yeah, at that age, at that age, I completely agree. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Um, so it's just it's like it's been fulfilling for something that I've wanted for years. So mm-hmm. um and I guess the third thing that I've appreciated or enjoyed the most, it's really a chance, and I haven't exploited this as much as I could, but it's gonna be a chance for me to um manipulate's not the right word, but manipulate's probably probably the, the best Influence, way to in mold. Are we looking for a more appropriate term? manipulate them into <laughs> wanting to watch things that I want to watch and get in like catch up with show like I don't watch a lot of TV, but there's been like yeah. cartoons and stuff over the years that I've really wanted to watch. I just haven't had time. Yeah. And now I now you have an excuse. Now I watch a lot more stuff than I did because they want to watch stuff and I want to spend the time with them. So I'm gonna try That's to cool. Get them to watch the things that I wanted to watch. Are you going to make them watch Headmasters? No. No. Okay. (laughs) You know what they really want to do? What? They, and we were going to do it the last two nights. It's just other things have popped up and we couldn't. They really want to help me record my next Christmas album. I saw you post something about that. So, yeah, that needs to occur because how cute is that going to be? I know. Like, you're, you've got, now your creative game has got to, like, double. Because now you have all these these extra little backup singers and well, sound effects, and I have it. to produce yep. somebody other than myself, and I have to. God, this sounds terrible, but I have to be able to express my vision of what I want the album to be through them. 
mm-hmm. which could be so much harder than it when it's will just be. Me. But it'd be so cute when it's done. It'll be so cute when it's done. Yeah. Um, Have you turned them on to DuckTales yet? I mean, come on. So th- we are so, it, this is so new that yeah. there's so many things that we haven't even. So you've had them, what, three weeks or not even just uh, at four? Um, We got them at the beginning of the month, so it's not been quite three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's even newer than I, I guess just knowing that they were coming for so long, it feels like they may have been there longer, but yeah, I guess it's only this been that the, third amount of time. Thir- this is the third week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're still way fresh into all of it. How do the fur children like the addition of the human? Uh, Max, Max loves them. Max, of course Max <laughs> loves them. Um, and I bet they love him too. <laughs> you know, he gets on their nerves. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, if he's over lovey, then maybe. <laughs> um, Finn, the black and white Scottish fold cat. Uh, he is the most approachable and lovey dovey. Like buddy is probably the most, when it boils down to it, the most loving cat that I have, mm-hmm. but he's also one that he will not tolerate like being mishandled mm-hmm. where Finn will take any kind of petting that he can get. And he, mm-hmm. he high fives and he licks a lot. So <laughs> the girls love him. Yeah. Um, I, especially with Buddy being sick and sometimes sometimes uh, testy, I really keep the girls away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Mackenzie is our she's elusive. So when yeah, she's, she's always been kind of a hide hide and seek yeah. cat. When it was five or six months after we got her before she actually started approaching us. Mm-hmm. So when it took about two months for Finn to really become friendly, it took. Um, much, much longer for Mackenzie once we got her. And uh, they've she's actually started uh, showing herself and letting, uh, letting the girls pet her, which is kind of awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, as far as the uh, big dogs go, Charlie and Chester, we've only exposed yeah. them to uh, Charlie. I uh, just haven't had a chance to with Chester yet, but it's through the gate on the deck. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think they would be fine. I don't think they would hurt the kids intentionally. I mean, like they're 80-pound dogs. and yeah. It's I just ne- to get excited, something like I've, ease into it. I've never been never been able to break them jumping on me. Yeah. And jumping on me is one thing. Yeah. Like they they sometimes knock Kim off balance. They're going to knock yeah. like a 30-pound or a 40-pound girl off balance easily oh, yeah they'll knock them over and then it'll be a whole thing so yeah so but eventually maybe they'll learn to calm they i don't know you may, you may be surprised as you slowly introduce them they may realize that they have to be more gentle dogs are pretty intuitive maybe but maybe they'll just be so excited there's I mean, new people I mean, they'll they, just be like ah! i mean they kind of want me to just pick them up and rub on them i mean I <laughs> like I mean, they're lap dogs yeah they're like not. when they're puppies <laughs> Uh, I haven't picked them up in a while, but the last time I did, they still loved it. Um, uh, yeah, but so a couple of things, I guess a couple of things that I haven't much uh, appreciated or things that have been harder on me. Um, one, oh my God, the kids constantly tattle on each other. <laughs> I, yes. hate, I hate it so much. And so what do you, so what is Brian, what is Brian, parent Brian's like 
what do you say to them when they come fibbing and 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 whether well the thing with tattling is are they telling the truth because sometimes yeah they, they are fib they're, when they're telling tr- they're telling the truth us. but they're tattling on okay. stupid stuff yeah so what do you say to them i'm like okay why are you telling me i'm like i'm like how so like if i'm like if the if your sister did this how would you feel it's like well, i yeah. would feel sad well like then why are you doing that to her I, yeah. I, try, so I thought I was going to be clever yesterday and play a game. Um, we were driving to um, Winston-Salem. We were going to go to the McKay's used bookstore, which for Father's Day, um, mm-hmm. which I'll talk a little bit a little bit about in a minute. Um, but uh, I was just digging. I just happened to see uh, a clown nose that I got at Walgreens a couple a month or so oh, yeah, ago for the red heart thing. Yes. <laughs> It was like it was a dollar. You get it for you donate a dollar, they give you a clown nose. Yeah. So I, I showed it to the girls. I'm like, let's do a let's do a contest. Uh the the first kid who tattles wines because they whine, oh my God. Um mm-hmm. and you know, whatever loses. Mm-hmm. So I knew the oldest was gonna win because she has m- more self control. I mean, she's just been more mature too. <laughs> she's older, and she honestly had to mother the other two kids. Yeah, when um, you know, they were in the mm-hmm. earlier situation that they were taken from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I forget. <laughs> I that seven year old. I forget sometimes that she's that she's seven years old because she, in a lot of ways, she's much more mature than a seven year old. But then she does something that is, you know, like. <laughs> today at school she she wet herself which is mm-hmm. crazy I'm like oh yeah you are a kid but if- yeah you and that's important to recognize because it is easy to get into the whole i mean i do it with my nieces and obviously they've had you know just all the things they could want and they're well taken care of and loved by their parents but there are times where you know my dad i'll be saying something my dad's like you have to remember they're kids and yeah. i'm like but we've always treated them like we've spoke to them like they're adults and you know, not like forcefully, but we've just always communicated and we never really got super into the like babyish ways with yeah. them. So I guess I just was like, well, most of the time they respond to me pretty well. And so then when I when they do do something that's typical of their age, my dad's like, uh, they're still only, you know, seven and nine, Wendy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah like <laughs> Noah, I've always treat I've always spoken to Noah like he's an adult using uh-huh. like the same vocabulary that I use. I try like like uh, same logic that I would use, and I would when if he wasn't able to comprehend or communicate, I would try to adjust to to get to his level. But for the most part, I you know I didn't go easy on him, and I'm the same way with these girls. Um, mm-hmm. But with with the oldest, I mean, like today, I was I mean, I still think of her as being much older because again, she she had to she was the mother kind of, of, stepped, the, of the yeah, baby she stepped in and did. To take care of but her like, sister, like you know, they're trying to to do their reading for summer so they can you know go into second grade and first grade you know prepared to uh, you know to be uh, on on par with everybody else. And she, there were words she didn't know, and I'm like, gosh, why don't you know that word? You know. Then I thought, you know, when I was your age, I couldn't read at all. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read at all until like halfway through second grade. Yeah. I don't even remember when I was reading. I just remember I read, <laughs> but I, it was probably, you know, I mean, 
you were doing your words, sight words and all that kind of stuff in kindergarten or what, right before kindergarten. But I didn't even know what sight words I were. We did no, phonics. I didn't, know what, <laughs> I didn't know what sight words were. We didn't have phonics. I mean, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could I could write my name. I like I have I still have my first grade first grade report card where it wrote where the teacher wrote that he that he can't read. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah, so uh, I couldn't. It was second grade before I was able to. Well, I think school too is. I mean, just school is obviously it's had to evolve and stuff since we were kids. But I was like, I think I remember in order for me to get into kindergarten, I had to be able to tie my shoes. Spell and write my name, know my ABCs, my colors, and a, like something else. Where now they have to do, they have to know so much more to be just in kindergarten, right? I, I mean, they have reading and they have all these things. And I was like, man, I had to just tie my shoe. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tie my shoes till I was 12. Because you wanted Velcro shoes. That's why. I had Velcro shoes. <laughs> no, I think I, so my, I, we were very old fashioned where you were going to read time by getting the proper watch you were gonna tie your shoes you weren't gonna get velcro you weren't gonna use a calculator like that was kind of my dad's theory and my mom's too and i remember i think i was doing okay at tying my shoes but i wasn't great at it so i think it was my godmother or one of my aunts sent me a little coin purse that was like a tennis shoe and it had shoelace a shoelace on it so i could practice tying my shoes (laughs) but it's such a different time and you do you do forget when in so many ways they communicate with you well and they behave so well for their age. And then when they have a moment where they're legitimately the age acting their age, you, you, you have to catch yourself, you know, it's hard. It's hard. I do it with my nieces all the time. (laughs) So they, they tattle on each other. They tattle on kids from school that I've never met nor have any concept of. (laughs) So we're trying to break them of that. And one other thing that I hate to say it, but, I guess things that I I don't like about it is this is more of a Kim thing than a me thing. But at the same time, I I kind of understand they went from a situation where it was in, they were it was incredibly dire to now, you know, they have the things they need, but they've sort of transitioned into entitled is too strong of a word. Mm, but it's but like now expect they, they just now, expect that it's easier well they expect they expect all of these things like well i want a tablet you know mm-hmm. like i'm not getting you a tablet mm-hmm. um it's like well this kid has a tablet well um we're not getting Good for them we're not <laughs> we're not getting you a tablet it's like well she said that she has an old one she can give you it's like we can afford a tablet yeah, we're choosing well, not yeah, there's a bigger principle here, kid, that you're not – you yeah. won't understand yet. Yes, we're choosing not to give you a tablet. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, we're going to make make them earn it um, yeah. in in the sense that they have to, to, to you know, learn something. I, I don't know why. But, like, I, I, it's anecdotal. It's not science. But talking to friends who have curbed or eliminated, like, screen time with their kids mm-hmm. – Apparently the behaviors improve dramatically and stuff like that. There's going to come a point, and this is this is this is science, where they need to have access to the technology and be able to use the technology that they'll have in school. Otherwise, oh, yeah. they'll fall behind. But they're yeah. not there yet. Yeah, and I think I do think it's everything in moderation as anything with life. But I, it's so funny you should say that because like we've talked about it before too. Like you know technology and like me giving up social media for Lent and all those kinds of things. 
and my my nieces have always been on kind of the limited screen time, whether it be TV or tablet or whatever. But so it was interesting to watch them. And they've always been very imaginative little girls, right? Very active, all that kind of stuff. But while they were moving, right, they didn't have TV because the cable didn't get hooked up yet or anything else. And when you have 18 acres to go wander around the like little house in the prairie, you know, you got you got plenty to keep yourself. But it was interesting to hear them say, like I said, oh, it's you haven't had TV. Are you, you know, how's that? It's really not that bad. And so I was talking to my oldest niece yesterday when I called my dad or my brother to wish him a happy Father's Day. And um, she said, I, she's like, well, we've got TV now. And I said, yeah, are you excited about it? She goes, mm, not really. She's like, I guess I didn't really miss not having it. And she's a bookworm, too. So a lot of their, their screen time got got, you know, replaced with for her, for sure, reading the other one, drawing and art and stuff like that. And I think that it is healthy because it it's then creates that creative or that imagination and that intuitive in, you know, innovative, intuitive mind on their own as opposed to, but they do need to know how to use it for many other reasons. But the limited time definitely helps with behavior. It doesn't, I think it just, forms their brain differently and their own means to figure things out, find ways to entertain themselves. And they're, yeah, like my, my nieces can imagine the most random things. And because they didn't have TV, they came up with this whole dance skit thing that we sat and watched and had like the dimmer lights and all this kind of stuff. And they did it in one afternoon because, because my sister-in-law was, you know, trying to unpack and deal with stuff. And she's like, just go do something. And they came up with this whole skit. So if they would have had Wi-Fi and the TV and everything else, not that they wouldn't have done it anyway, but you know what, what if it was just, they had to force themselves to come up with something, be creative, do something fun, whatever. So yeah, screen time is a, is definitely a necessity in some cases, but then also, you know, it takes away from being able to be imaginative. I think a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, at some point, we'll have to equip them. I mean, assuming yeah. that – so one thing I have to con- – another thing, I guess, that is challenging is, I mean, they're – while they're with us, there are kids. Yeah. But, you know, there is um, likely an end date or just depends – you know, there, there's a program in place with the uh, with the actual parents with social services where – the goal is unification to mm-hmm. uh, unite the uh, kids back with their parents. So we have to, in a way, be mindful of that. And at the same time, you know, not that we don't want to attach ourselves. I love these kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I genuinely love these kids. And when they say, hey, he's like, we love you or I love you. Yeah. It's like I melt. Yeah. But I, I have to be willing to suffer the pain of losing them the possibility yep it's really hit me the last couple of days especially after father's day when my father-in-law and mother-in-law had to transition the kids over to us mm-hmm. it was so painful for them because they grew to love the kids they were so totally attached to them mm-hmm. and they get to see them now uh through um over the weekend, because Kim takes them back there and they see him at church. Mm-hmm. But it was like, 
you know, zero to 60 for six months and then nothing. And yeah. the baby is so sweet and it would be impossible for someone not to fall in love with her immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But Father's Day was awesome, but weird. Because, of course, <laughs> you know, I again, not not biologically my kids, but while they're uh-huh. with us, again, our kids. Uh-huh. But they all of the Father's Day trappings they did with me, which was which was awesome. Like, I've got a card right here they gave me and it's just so sweet it's got batman on it and it's it's awesome and Aww. yeah they wrote in it and the baby did oh it's a, scribble. a pop-up card yeah the baby did Aww. did a scribble yeah. um, i love those they uh painted uh some um canvases with like we love you happy father's day no uh, things like that they made mugs for me uh father's day mugs um it's it was really interesting it was <laughs> i say in sort of a dry scientific kind of way uh not having experienced that before and not going through the process of being a father and then having you know an infant a toddler and everything where all of that is done by the if there's a father's day card the the mommy would mm-hmm. or other daddy would write it out it would be somebody it would it would it would the kids wouldn't be there but you know when you have immediately have a six and seven year old you're fully invested. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, so do they call you mom and dad? Um, no. no. And I don't, I'm more than fine with them calling me Brian. Yeah. 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 I just um, was curious if well, they've he, already he, just, you know, embraced that. Well, uh, so they, they called my father-in-law Poppy mm-hmm. and, but sometimes they'll call him Dennis. Uh, okay. when they came here, they, questioned uh my father-in-law as to well what should we call them should we call them mommy and daddy mm. and they asked us what should we call you should we call you mommy and daddy or should we call you brian and kim and like call us whatever you want to mm-hmm. um so the the baby calls everybody mommy except yeah. for, except for her sister except for her two sisters she calls she calls her older sister by name and she mm-hmm. calls her middle sister by her older sister's name <laughs> But everybody else is mama. But occasionally yeah. she'll call me by my first name or sometimes she'll call say dada. Aww. Which is so sweet. sweet. But um, if the longer they stay with us, I would not be surprised if they start transitioning to like, you know, mommy and daddy. Now, like if somebody says, who's your mommy and who's your daddy? They give our names. Yeah. Or like, you know, if they have to write something in school about their mom, they write about Kim. If they have to do something in school about their dad, they, they write about me. Yeah. Um, but in, in yesterday, um, Father's Day, as of recording, uh, we we're in a restaurant and uh, somebody came up and said, hey, are you spending the Father's Day with your dad? It's like, uh, are, are you guys having are you are you guys having a good Father's Day with your dad? And they're like, yeah, it's like it, was, it wasn't even like like with Noah. Didn't even think about it. Like with yeah. Noah, oftentimes we'll say, oh, hey, how are you and your dad doing? This is my Uncle Brian, you'll say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the girls, you know, that's. Well, just what they fall into. Yeah, I think so. I think I have to say these these two things. I a, am not shocked that you and Kim have so generously opened your heart to these little girls. Oh, and I, I think it's very oh, I think it's very admirable. And I think it's it's amazing what you guys are doing because there's so many kids out there who need people who 
are willing to step up like that in a moment's notice. So I just, I thank you for all the kids out there who, who've had people like you in their lives, but also those that still need it because no matter how long or short this is for, for you guys, it's going to make a long-term impression on these little girls. I have no doubt of that in my mind. They'll never forget it. Um, and I hope whatever the plans are in the good Lord's mind for y'all that it works out the way it needs to, because you guys are fantastic role models, no matter what the situation, whatever kid encounters, because you're great with your nephews and all of that. I think also that, um, you know, it is, it is an incredible joy, no matter how long you have them to, to just be a part of the process that you're, you're being a part of. Cause like, I don't, I don't get to do it like you're doing it where you take care of, but when I'm around my nieces or I'm around any of my friends, kids, it's just this, it is, it's a completely different, it's a completely different feeling and, you know, embrace it, enjoy it and, and have as much fun with it as you can. Cause you're a fun guy and they'll like, you know, they're going to learn so much from you and Kim. It's like going to be amazing and the best thing that ever happened to him. I have no doubt about that. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. So I guess one more thing, one complicating factor, it popped up like the week before we got the kids. We found out that Kim's mom has stage four cancer, a very cancer. I know. So, it's so yeah, that's ugh. that's been um, that's been a, especially on Kim. It's been just so much of her time and energy that now that she has to split between um, the kids and her mom, and she's missed a lot of work. She's been worried about that. Um, I mean, she's fine. Everybody understands, and, you know, we – but it's just been a lot. But, you know, so we put up uh, – her sister-in-law put up a GoFundMe, and I shared it on Facebook and on my podcast. And somebody gave an incredibly generous donation who is amazing, and I love this person so much. She is so phenomenal. Uh, so just saying to everybody out there who donated, uh, who's listening, thank you so much. But oh my God, uh, this person who was going to remain nameless, I was just blown away because I have never, like, I don't think I've ever put down that much money on anything, like not even like a car. Well, I, I'm glad people have donated and that have they, has she hit her goal? Uh, her goal was not to, to lose her house. So yeah. that's, uh, like, it's like a hundred bucks away from the initial goal. Uh, like, but they're going to keep the page. They're going to keep the page open, right? Yeah, and like I, I, I hate to say shell because I, I, mm-hmm. I don't like asking for help for anything. Oh yeah, but uh, I mean, I if I'll mention the URL if anybody wants to see it, it's briankilby.com. That's b r i a n k i l b y dot com. This was a joke because I did, the the URL is a joke because I did it on my Happy Day podcast. <laughs> but it's briankilby.com slash go fund her. <laughs> BrianKilby.com slash GoFundHer. But yeah, just you, I just, I was just shocked. And probably for the next several years, I'll still send you texts with just how shocked I was at, at the donation. I, I think it, every little bit counts and you got to help. You got to help people who, who are down on their luck. Cause someday you will be and the, the, it, the, the gift will be returned. I'm just, I truly believe that. So you can move if, in with us if you need to at any point. <laughs> you can be Aunt Wendy. <laughs> I think, hey, I'm a Aunt Wendy to a lot of people. So I'm okay with that. I like being Aunt Wendy. I like being Aunt Wendy a lot. Um, 
I, but I, you know, cancer is a tough thing. That's a, that's a scary time. You guys have a lot going on. Kim is, I know, dealing with a lot, but she's got a lot of people behind her. And you know what? Everybody has gone through their stuff. So I think a lot of people feel okay being generous because they've either been with somebody who's been through that or, you know, have been through it themselves. So we got to all help each other out. That's how we get by in this world. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm not soliciting for donations. If anybody wants to, they can. But I just wanted to point out how amazing you and all of my friends are who, who donated. So. You guys are Good. great. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that support. So I am um, kind of excited because now that you have these little munchkins in your life, I think it will help with some of our topic selection. I mean, oh, let's just God. be honest. <laughs> like I'm learning like all the restaurants not to go to now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, now you know all the places where kids eat free. Like you've got to get that. Like, wait, oh, Charlie's. Like, oh, Charlie's does kids eat free on one day a week, I think, or something. I don't, yeah. Um, You're going to have to like it. You're going to have to suck it up, Dad. Suck it up and eat where you don't want to I for went, free meal. I went, I went to, like, one of my favorite restaurants uh, a couple days ago. Kim oh. and I together would usually be about 15 bucks yeah. at this place. Uh, and we added three kids who have petite appetites. And it, and like, I only had enough cash for, like, I had, like, 30 bucks on me. And it's a cash-only joint. Yeah, uh, it was like forty dollars. So I had to run to the ATM. It's in the restaurant to, to actually pay for the the meal. It's um, God, I'm spending so much money on food now. It's crazy. Yeah, that'll be your that'll be your heights. But I'm saying you just yes. you you know which ladies at the office to ask because they know. Oh yeah, where the kids eat free and Chick Fil A's always got like at least one night some time during the month where kids eat free so oh, they do okay i think they do or there's like some event going on there is there is some chick-fil-a thing if i remember mooresville chick-fil-a had it seemed like i would see something on the billboard like once a month or something about kids eating free or free fries or something their so. appetites are so petite but it <laughs> costs just as much <laughs> i know it's because well that's where you get really inventive of how you help like we did this with my nieces, either they shared our food or they picked something they were going to share because we knew like half of it would go to waste. Like, like the, the middle kid, she'll eat like uh, one cornflake and like a marshmallow and that's a <laughs> meal for her. And it takes her 45 minutes to eat that. <laughs> this sounds, yep. Welcome to parenting. <laughs> it's so crazy. There's some that they'll like eat and want to get on with their day. And there's the other ones that it's like, please take a bite. Are you paying attention? Like everything else they do, it's super normal. And they're like attentive and they get it done. But you sit them in front at a table and make them eat. And they're like, do, 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 do. It's like, come on, man, just eat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, Brian, I'm excited for you all again. I think it's incredible what y'all are doing. And I can't wait to hear the adventures of the Kilby household over the next several months. It, it's yeah, it'll be a ride. <laughs> so we have we have material for days now. Yeah, I think we, really we need do. to have. I think we need to just have one about all the things you can ask Alexa and the responses that you'll get. Because I have my friends' kids who have those, and I'll go to their house and they're wandering around asking random things. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So we need to like uh, start, um, we need to sort of reschedule our normal record time and like record five episodes at a time because (laughs) God only knows what your schedule is going to be. And I'll need, I'll I'll need an adult to speak to. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. I hear you. Yeah, you'll need adult time. <laughs> well, hang in there, buddy. Let us all know if you need anything or adult time. You know you can always call me. I'll give you five minutes. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're so awesome. All right. Talk to you later. See you next week. Bye. This was How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Please subscribe at our website, was slash your weekend. That's H-O-W-W dot A-S slash your weekend. Please leave a review and tell a friend. 